You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Aging Starts Now. I'm partner and attorney Chris Johnson, and today we are talking about VA benefits for veterans specifically as it relates to presumptive conditions from for Vietnam veterans. Joining me for the discussion today is our public benefits specialist, our very own Josh Hunter. Josh, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, Chris. Josh, thanks for being here. Josh works on many of the VA claims at the firm. We're very lucky to have him. And Josh, let's just jump right in. Can you explain to our audience what a presumptive condition is? Yes. So what we're talking about when we're discussing presumptive conditions is the service-connected compensation side from the Veterans Benefits Administration. So this means that somebody had some sort of injury that's related to their service, and there's a, a very big variety of ways you can prove that. But when it's presumptive, thankfully, that means there's a statute in place from our government that says you don't have to necessarily provide evidence that shows why your condition is related to your service. It's going to be statutorily presumed. So that's a really nice thing. That's one less piece of the puzzle that the veteran has to provide and makes it easier for them to get access to this money when they need it. Yep. And I think for our listening audience that you have to understand when you're doing a service-connected claim, that is the hardest step is what providing what the VA refers to as the nexus, that whatever is wrong with you now had to have a nexus back to your military service. And it's that nexus that almost always is that highest hurdle to get over because, you know, memories fade, medical records are hard to find, and sometimes it gets more and more difficult as time passes to connect the dots. And when the VA basically gives you this express lane where they say you don't have to presume, presume uh, or uh, prove the nexus because we're just going to presume it. It is so beneficial. So, Josh, what types are what types of benefits are available with this presumptive condition? What are we looking at? Well, there's there's three different lanes in which you can kind of think about benefits. The first is going to obviously involve the Veterans Health Administration. So if you were in country Vietnam, of course, you're going to make sure that you are tied in to the health side. Utilize those benefits unless you have some other preference in the way you get your medical care. Next is the service-connected compensation side, which is what we were just talking about. So that's actually monthly money in your account based on a percent of disability rating you get from the VA. And finally, there might even be something called DIC, which is Dependent Indemnity Compensation, and that can be typically come up for surviving spouses. And that, again, is more just direct money into a bank account. Yep. And I think that's exactly it. And so you can, presumptive conditions can be used uh, with service connected. They can be used with a lot of these things. Uh, what it, they're trying to do is make it easier for the veteran and make it easier for that surviving spouse to access these benefits by taking away those impediments, taking away those hurdles, because they've seen it so often and so frequently uh, that they they realize, listen, this is just the right thing to do. And I, I want to emphasize that that is 
Congress when they pass these laws and the VA when they implement those laws and the rules and regulations. That's what they're doing. They're saying we're trying to make this right. So uh, <clears throat> are they? Uh, you've kind of talked about whether the benefits just apply to the veteran, which for service-connected they do, but for dependency indemnity compensation, you can look at a spouse, you can look at a children if that death is service-connected, correct? That's exactly right, and potentially even a parent for some, for some benefits, but that's right. So the service-connected compensation is just for the individual who served, and if they pass away at a certain percentage or with enough assistance from the VA, you might actually be able to get benefits for their dependents, like we said, normally a spouse that's left, you know, or widowed. And this can be a great assistance to those individuals because usually when you lose a spouse, you're losing some income that make things difficult, particularly if you're in a care situation. And, and this extra money can really make a huge difference. So, Josh, how does someone go about starting to receive those benefits? What's step one? What do they need to do? They're hearing this and they go, hey, I think that applies to me. Uh, what do they need to do? Where do they need to reach out to? Well, this sounds kind of silly, but there's kind of two step ones or it's two part if you want to think of it that way. First, we need to make sure that you actually served in country Vietnam or within the 12 nautical miles around it for us to talk about this presumptive condition with Agent Orange exposure. And the other half of that step one would be making sure you have your separation papers, be that a DD-214 or something that lets us know when you were there and what you did. And for individuals who have a hard time putting their hands on that, thankfully that can be ordered through the National Archives. You can use a form SF-180. That's something actually family members can fill out. It's not as intimidating as it sounds. And get that sent in just to make sure you have the documentation behind what you're claiming. And then, of course, it's filling out the VA forms and getting that ball rolling. But step one is make sure you were in country Vietnam if we're talking about presumed Agent Orange exposure or that 12 nautical miles, and then get your separation papers. So who would they reach out to, Josh? Who well, helps them out with stuff like that? If they work with us for whatever services they need, of course, we're going to help them through that process. But otherwise, I'd probably send them to the Center for Elder Veterans Rights. Thankfully, that's a quick Google search, and they can help you through standalone VA claims. Or maybe even your local veteran service officer, which can be found, again, with a, with a quick Google, depending on what county you're in. And that's right. And the Center for Elder Veterans writes, their website is cfevr.org, cfevr.org. They've been doing this work for over a decade, and they, they do great work in assisting veterans, assisting sur surviving spouses, other family members access these benefits. I think for Vietnam veterans, one of the things that people out there are listening, uh, both the veterans and their family members are thinking, well, what's on this presumptive condition list? And so I I have it up here in front of me, and I just kind of want to go through some things. There's uh, AL amyloidosis. There's bladder cancer. There's chronic B-cell leukemias, uh, diabetes type 2, Hodgkin's disease, hypothyroidism, ischemic mm -hmm. heart disease, multiple myeloma, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, not only Parkinson's disease, but also Parkinson's-ism which is essentially a combination of the abnormal movements where it looks like Parkinson's, but it doesn't have the formal diagnosis, uh, peripheral neuropathy, uh, prostate cancer, respiratory cancers, and soft tissue sarcomas. And one of the big things to know is 
bladder cancer, hypothyroidism, and Parkinsonism, those were recently added to the list. And so if you think I have something wrong with me and I'm not sure it's on the list or the last time I checked was a few years ago and it wasn't on the list, you should contemplate reviewing that list from time to time because it does get changed. It does get updated. The law evolves. And if you have heard one of those things on there and you it applies to you and you've served in Vietnam, you should reach out, shouldn't you, Josh? Yes, most definitely. And while we're talking about the presumptive condition list, I'd like to take it one step further in regards to service-connected compensation in general. If your condition isn't on the presumptive list, that doesn't mean it may not be related to Agent Orange exposure. You just might need to prove that. So the nexus would not be presumed, and you would need to provide evidence. I know that Chris and I have seen claims in regards to breast cancer, in which that was connected to Agent Orange. So just because you have a condition that's not on that list doesn't mean you shouldn't explore your options. It might just be a little bit of a harder journey for you. That's right. Just because it's not a presumptive list, it doesn't mean there isn't a nexus. It just means you have to prove that nexus. And and I will tell all our listeners on a personal note, just because we we had a a quick little flurry of these over the last uh, prime month or so, um, I've met with multiple Vietnam veterans who have had a condition or multiple conditions on the service-connected list, and it broke my heart to find out that they didn't know that this benefit was available to them. And I think it's easy for us, and especially I was giving a speech in the community earlier today, uh, for those of us in this community, for those of us that do this type of work, that we do it so often, it's so ingrained in us, that we just presume everyone else out there knows and has the ability to reach out about these types of benefits. Some people don't know. I had one veteran who was floored floored that any of their conditions were related back to their Vietnam service. And they they looked at me and they said, Chris, that happened over 50 years ago. And I said, "It, it did. And the science has proven that the effects that you're feeling now are related to that exposure. And what really broke my heart was they had had, and Josh, I know you're, you know, the case I'm speaking about, they've actually had four different conditions that are on the list and over the course of the last 10 years, and they've missed out on a great deal of benefits because they just didn't know. And thankfully, someone finally pointed them in the right direction and we're able to finally start making headway for them. But if you have a friend, if you have a neighbor, if you have a family member who is a veteran, especially a Vietnam veteran and is suffering from one of those conditions that I laid out there, ask them to reach out and tell them, hey, listen, Get, like Josh said, talk to the Veterans Health Administration, get your VA Form 1010-EZ in, and then reach out for a service-connected claim. Get a rating. It is the the military making things right through the Department of Veterans Affairs because this is something that you incurred because of your military service. And there's an obligation on behalf of our veterans to take care of them when things like that happen. Exactly right. Well, are there any final wrap-up thoughts you you would like to throw out, Chris? No, Josh, I was going to ask you the exact same thing. (laughs) Uh, Well, no, just again, just remember that first step, just like Chris said, make sure you served in country or within 12 nautical miles if you're wanting to look into the presumed list and get evidence of when and where you served. Get that ball rolling. 
I think Josh nailed it with that. Well, Josh, thank you for sharing your time with us today. As always, that's it for today's episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Takeus McGinnis is a life care planning law firm helping families respond to the legal and financial challenges caused by chronic illness or disability of an elderly loved one. Join us next week for another episode of Aging Starts Now. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com? Document downloads, the Takeus McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging Starts Now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness.